Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience here in Mississippi, WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, tuning in to our friends online. We appreciate you guys being with us as well. We're excited to welcome author Libby Sternberg to our program today. Libby's celebrating the release of a new book I know you guys are going to love. It's called Daisy. We're going to talk to Libby not only about what it was like for her to take us back in time, but also um, to reimagine a character that many of us have gotten to know uh, but definitely not the way that Libby's able to share it in this new book. If you guys are just now finding out about Daisy, we'll let you guys know how to get your own copy and stay connected with Libby as well. But Libby, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me on. So Libby, I, I really enjoyed this book, and I, there's so much for us to talk about, and we'll get into that here. But I want to first of all talk about what this experience has been like for you as a storyteller, because I think for our audience out there who love reading stories, what has it been like for you, Libby, to write stories that people do enjoy reading? Um, I actually, I'm glad you asked me that, because I actually like to use my story as a writer to encourage other writers. Um, I started writing when I was in my late 40s, and I took that long to let myself write fiction seriously because I think I had this sort of I am not worthy syndrome going on. I, I felt like if you wanted to be a serious writer of fiction, you had to have gone through you know, a prestigious writing program or something like that. I I had two degrees, but they were in music. And I didn't know anything about the literary world. My sister knew that I wanted to write seriously, and she encouraged me. And I just one day gave myself permission to do it, to devote myself to writing long-form fiction which takes quite a time commitment. So I guess, excuse me, I'd like to offer encouragement to people who are starting out. Don't give up. Yeah, I think that is such a great message, and thank you for sharing that, Libby. And I think, too, that kind of ties in, interestingly enough, with Daisy, because I think a lot of times, and we see it even with some of the popular – um, movies that are out there today that are reimagining books that we may have heard about or movies we may have heard about. You know, of course, for people who read Daisy, um, and, well, I, I say, you know, taking it for granted uh, that they may have read, you know, The Great Gatsby. You know, that that is one thing. But even those who haven't, I think they'll really enjoy the way you were able to tell uh, Daisy Buchanan's stories. I want to talk about that. So, why, what, why, what was it about Daisy Libby that really struck you that made you want to be able to share her story from your perspective? Well, um, I think that her story is actually a story of awakening to her potential, to realizing that she can chart her own course. When you read The Great Gatsby, she's not a fully realized character. She's witty funny, charming, but you really don't know much about her. 
so I wanted to bring her to life and find out what she was really thinking. And you've been able to do that, and I think for for so many people, you know, as they're actually able to read Daisy, what I love about it, and it goes to the point you were just making, is that we are able to see that, yes, this is a person who may have had privilege, uh, but also had such longing, uh, and, and how that longing you know, was something that even went into her her marriage, right? And and you know, even she says in the book, uh, Daisy, this is it wasn't the the married life that she had was not the married life that she would have wanted for herself. But you know, she understood, you know, what type mm-hmm. of a person she was with. What was that like for you to kind of peel back those layers, Libby, and to kind of be able to really show her as a complete individual? Well, that was what I was trying to do that to show that. She had a very real dilemma um, in the Great Gatsby. You don't really get to hear her thoughts about whether or not she does consider running off with Jay Gatsby. And I wanted to explore what that would have meant. She did live a life of privilege going off with him she would still be comfortable, but would she really be free? Yeah. And I tell you that freedom definitely comes in interesting ways for sure. So I want to ask you about the about how this all came about for you, Libby, because I think for all of us, including myself, I don't know the backstory. Um, had you been a, a big fan of The Great Gatsby for some time before you had the idea of what it would be like to, to tell uh, Daisy's story in a different way? Um, yes, I had been a big fan of The Great Gatsby, and that's why I was inspired to write this. In fact, I'm a big fan of <clears throat> virtually everything that Fitzgerald has written. Mm. And uh, so I, when his book, Gatsby, entered the public domain about a year ago, I started to think, what would I want to do with this story? What characters would I want to explore who were not really fleshed out in the original? And, of course, Daisy came to mind because she's such a pivotal part of the story. She is the object of Jay Gatsby's affection, his obsession even, I mean, he kind of stalks her. (laughs) So I wanted to figure out who she really was. As I said, she has great wit, great charm. That indicates that she has great intelligence as well. So why was she hiding it under this wit and charm? Love that. Love that. And again, then uh, now we have the book Daisy, which I want to definitely dive more into. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, he's on the radio side of online. You're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome Libby Sternberg to our program today. We're talking with her not only about her writing journey, but also about her new book, Daisy. We're going to remind you how you can get your own copy of it. So I want to ask you, was it daunting in any way for you, Libby, to take some one who is so known in, well, I should say in many circles, 
um, and who people have such a perspective of, was it a daunting thing or a challenging thing for you to think of reimagining her story and the surroundings of her story? Um, yes, it was. <laughs> but this goes back to what I said uh, at the outset, that it took me a while in my life to give myself permission to write fiction seriously. And by seriously, I mean to take the time to finish writing a book, to learn about the publishing industry. <clears throat> Once I got past that hurdle in my life, then I became kind of fearless <laughs> about what I would tackle, what genres I would write in. And so when I did come up with the idea of looking at this great American classic, uh, The Great Gatsby, thought did occur to me, gee, will people um, wonder how I could possibly have the hubris to take this on? And I thought, well, it's a story I want to tell, so I'm going to yeah. do it. <laughs> And that is, I think, something that all storytellers, right, have to get to a place, right, that they trust themselves enough to tell the stories they want to tell. Where does that courage come from then? I think that's a great follow-up to that then, Libby. Where does the courage come from to do that? Because I'm sure you know, just like I know, people who have thought about stories, been tinkering around with stories for years, but never got the courage because they didn't know if people were going to like it and how people would receive it. What do you think helped give you the courage to do it? Um, I think as I said, once I get past that hurdle of realizing that writing fiction uh, requires a great time commitment and a um, thick skin, because, of course, mm. there's a lot of rejection in the business, once I got past that, then I had the courage to pursue what I wanted to in terms of my writing. And, you know, for any writers out there who are listening, I, I hope they have the courage to do that, N not to think that they're silly for devoting so much time to something. If you have a story inside of you that you're burning to tell, you should tell it. And it doesn't matter if you have to spend hours writing out the story and nobody cares about it but you, you have to have that fire in the belly to want to tell the story. And I think the more you courage, you'll get. Wow. I think that's such a great thing. There are some surprises in here, uh, Libby, for sure. Uh, one is, of course, alluded to even on the back of the book uh, about the infamous uh, car accident. I'm not going to get into that with you here because I want our <laughs> audience to be able to, to read mm -hmm. it. But there, are, there is another aspect of Daisy's story that you really seem to go freely with, and that was her journey as a mother. What was that like for you to dive into and to think of the complications even with that. Because I think what I thought about when I was reading the book, uh, Libby, is that these are things that many women can relate to um, when it comes to the idea of motherhood, um, the challenges that can come, uh, but also being able to still be yourself um, while taking on another role. Uh, right. There are points in the book, of course, that I diverge 
from Fitzgerald's story and <clears throat> excuse me, I'm uh, afflicted by hay fever today. I and I understand. <laughs> um, but that was one of them where she is focused on being a good mother. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, even in that role, and I think, you know, then as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, not being in an ideal situation in her marriage, again, that's very relatable for a lot of people. Uh, I love that, that, that thing um, that really stood out to me. Um, and that was a message from from um, from Jordan to Daisy. Don't ruin your life. I thought it was really interesting to think about that. Um, and, and in fact, what I thought was so interesting was that it's how a lot of people see our situations and what may be a good thing and what may actually not be a good thing. Talk to us about that because even as Daisy says in the book, those words resonated with her after they were spoken. But what was it like for her, to, for you or rather, to be able to think about that with her as she was dealing with the challenges of making that decision? Well, um, yes, that's a pivotal point in the story that I'm telling where she's about, Daisy is about to marry Tom, and she hears at last from Jay, who she hadn't heard from in quite a while. He was serving in the war, and so she's conflicted. She is wondering, should she cancel the wedding to Tom? Jay was the great love of her life. So Jordan does urge her, don't don't stop the wedding. You're committed to this uh, path and stick to it. Don't throw it over just because this love who you haven't heard from in a long time might reappear. And she later thinks that that was a huge mistake. But Jordan advises her that, no, you did what you had to do in the moment. And Jordan, by the way, though, also encourages her to pursue the love of affair with Gatsby because she knows that Daisy is desperately unhappy, which yeah. also it comes across in The Great Gatsby as well that Daisy is unhappy. Right, for sure. It does. And I think, too, uh, there's a lot of unhappiness to go around in this book, Libby. (laughs) It it seems like, I think, um, and and what people are looking for to get a sense of happiness or at least a sense of joy, right? And and I I love the way you're able to play with that. As As a side question, I'm curious about something, because as you were writing this book, was it lost on you, Libby, how modern this story is. I mean, even reading Gatsby today, it's interesting to mm-hmm. me how modern these the themes that are in that book, even though, yeah. you know, the time where it's set in, is still so relatable. What was that like for you to think about as you were writing Daisy? Well, I think that, that you're right. There is so much in The Great Gatsby you can still relate to. Of course, the one emotion that uh stuck out to me in reading Gatsby is that great sense of longing, of yearning that Gatsby has to retrieve 
uh, the love of his youth. And Fitzgerald just was so magnificent in capturing that, that I think many people who read The Great Gatsby for the first time, in fact, they have a hard time remembering the precise plot <laughs> of it. They just remember that overarching sense of yearning for something right. beautiful and wonderful. Of course, uh, there are some people who believe that Daisy really represents the American dream to um, Gatsby, that she represents riches and status. And and I think there's truth to that, too, that Gatsby was a striver, and so he's always striving to accumulate riches and to gain status. But in my novel, I try to explore more the aspect of how deeply he loved her and how much he wanted to recapture that lost love. And then parallel to that is her growth as an individual as she starts to awaken to the fact that, hey, I can be in charge of my own life. Even though it's hard, I can do this. Yeah. Well, I think that that is it. Uh, And I think for so many people who read this book, um, they will – for one, feel the nostalgia, Libby, but also, also I think um, the the cleverness in how you're able to take something that we think we know and to really make it your own. And I think that is um, the beautiful thing about this book. Again, everyone, Libby Sternberg has been our guest. The book is mm-hmm. Daisy. You can get it through our friends at Amazon.com or through your favorite local bookstore. It is published from our friends at Bancroft Press. And uh, Libby, again, I appreciate you stopping by. How can our audience stay connected with you? Um, they can find my website which is my name, LibbySternberg.com, and uh, find out about Daisy there and uh, uh, praise it's been getting, which has been wonderful because I was holding my breath to see what the reaction would be to retelling this great classic, and I've been very happy with the response so far. Very good. Well, I know that will only continue. Again, I really appreciate the time, Libby, and looking forward to speaking with you again. Well, thank you so much for having me and for being patient with me as I dealt with my hay fever. <laughs> oh, you, you are more than welcome, and it was my pleasure. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying, as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care.